You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across Australia from, live from Hobart, Tasmania. And uh, today, Monday, every Monday, we have David Leo joining us from Wednesday. Thank you, David, for joining us uh, all the way from Devonport. How are you? I am well. And happy Monday to everybody. Yeah. How, happy- how are you? How are you, Jason? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, good. I actually was up uh, in Devonport over the weekend to visit family, and uh, it was my sister's birthday, so I've had a a flash visit up your end and back, but uh, I'm back in Hobart today, and uh, yeah. yeah. You chose the right weather for it, too. Yeah, it was, uh, well, coming up it was a little bit rainy, but uh, yeah, it uh, it was good the rest of the time. Um, Now, you'll be continuing your series today, Encounters with Jesus, uh, with a title of Hear, O Israel. I'll be interested to uh, get into that with you shortly. But uh, what have you been up to over the weekend, David? Well, uh, you said it was your sister's birthday. I don't know what day that was, but it was my youngest, youngest, uh, Lucy Hedda's birthday on Friday. He turned eight. And, uh, yeah, Sabbath, we worshipped at uh, Devonport. What a great time there. And um, yesterday was, ooh, we had a men's breakfast in Deloraine. Then we had a swimming thing with the uh, children at Deloraine, um, what we call adventurous. Uh, so it's a, it's a kids' club that, that we had. And so it was a, a pretty big day, but um, enjoyable, really enjoyable uh, weekend. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah. my, my sister's birthday was actually Thursday last week, but. Uh, uh-huh, we, the day we, before my. We had a, a, a get together on uh, Sunday morning, so. Oh, nice, nice. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to getting into it this morning. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to just recap last week where we came from? Yeah, I might recap the last two weeks. What we've been looking at is uh, throughout all of Mark, we've been looking at Mark's authority being challenged. I mean, sorry, Jesus' authority being challenged, and Mark is constantly trying to uh, to uh, reveal to us that Jesus' authority is beyond anything we can imagine. You know, it's, it's the authority of God. And uh, two uh, two um, weeks ago, we looked at the Pharisees challenging Jesus. Uh, uh, sorry, a delegate that was sent by um, the Sanhedrin to challenge Jesus and say, you know, on what authority do you come to, to treat our place like the, uh, the temple and come with that, uh, that attitude of turning the tables? Who, you know, who do you think you are? And they lose that challenge. And then last week, we looked at the Sadducees. They came to Jesus and said, uh, and try to use one of the laws that they follow, which is if a man dies, then the younger brother must marry the widow. And they said, if that happens seven times, you know, then who's in the new, in the, in the afterlife, like who's, mm. who's going to be the husband and wife? So they try to use marriage um, to challenge the, the doctrine of resurrection. And they lost that one as well. Yeah. And now we've got this guy. Yeah, it's... it's um, no, no, we've got uh, the one that we're t- talking about today who comes to Jesus. Um, so do, you think, who, do you think this guy, uh, we'll, we'll get into it shortly, but do you think yeah. this guy was also trying to trap Jesus or do you think he was genuinely asking? No, no, I think he came with, I, I think after his observations of how Jesus responded to the other the other groups, he was, uh, he, he was genuinely thinking, man, I think this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm. And so, uh, you know, he... He wanted to find out from a genuine standpoint, what's your thought on this? Mm. You know, let, me, let me challenge you on this because I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to think you know much more than we presume that you that you knew. You're, mm. you're not like the other guys that have small they have a group of disciples and walk around talking stuff. You, you seem to be very different. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, yeah. 
we put put ourselves in his shoes and imagine him having a discussion with these other two groups and then he's thinking, Wow, this man's really, really clever and I never I never saw him in class. I never see I've never seen him training, never seen him with the other guys. He's come out of nowhere, but he knows his stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. it'll be interesting to read this passage. Uh, would you like to just uh, open with prayer before we get started? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, Father in heaven, as we are about to hear, your, hear from your word, Lord, we know your word is life. And so, Father, we pray that we can feel that uh, inspiration, that invigorating um, movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today's uh, passage that we're studying is Mark chapter 12 and verse 28 to 34. Would you like me to read mm-hmm. that now? Yes, please. It says uh, in, in my Bible, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. I think that's the version you've got with you, David, as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, it's titled The Great Commandment, in this little passage. So let's read it. Verse 28, it says, And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly (laughs) said that he is that he is one and there is no other besides him and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all sorry than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices and when jesus saw that he answered wisely he said to him you are not far from the kingdom of god and after that no one dared to ask him any more questions <laughs> Uh, that's uh, I love that last verse. You know, he's gone through all three. He's yeah. gone through the delegates of the Sanhedrin. He's gone through the, the Sadducees, and now this scribe puts this test. Uh, you know, ask him. You know, what's the greatest test? And that, and that verse you just read, that thirty-four. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, really, um, it just reminds me of you know, as a as a uh, a young fella, I loved, I loved watching kung fu movies, and they always had these classic scenes of the hero being by himself and getting surrounded by a whole heap of villains and they can't beat him. Mm. <laughs> so they just, they try as they might, they can't do it. And it's like, they're trying to, they're trying to knock Jesus over with all, the, all these blows and Jesus just keeps responding. Boom, boom. And they just, they don't, I don't know what to say, you know, and, and, and you were mentioning before, what was he, you know, what's a squire like? And I just, you know, you're just trying to imagine being in the courts at the temple uh, the Sanhedrin have failed. You know, words probably got out, you know, of how Jesus dealt with them. And then there's another group, because this is happening, this is happening one after the other. There's another group, the Sadducees, that think, oh, we'll, we'll have a go. You know, the Sanhedrin, the, the, the delegates didn't do a very good job. We'll, we'll have a shot. Mm. And when they tried, you know, and, and you can imagine the conversation going back and forth. We went through it last week. There's a spectator, and it's the scribe. And uh, this, and there might have been a few scribes. I believe there would have been a few scribes. And this scribe was the only one that went ahead and, and spoke to Jesus. But the scribes, uh, they were the experts. They were the experts in understanding um, 
the law. Not only did they uh, study the law, they studied the inter- interpretations of the law. So when Jesus was responding, they would have been discussing amongst themselves. How does how does this guy know that? How did he know that loop? He's never been a part of our our group. You know, but Jesus seems to be able to address those issues. Everything that they're throwing at him, he's he's able to jump here, there, everywhere with the Torah and actually make sense of it. Yeah. I'm, and so they asked the big sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna ask, you know, it says one of the scribes and you've talked about the scribes and we so we've got three different groups here. You've got the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees and the scribes. Mm-hmm. Um was the role of the scribes to literally scribe, as in what the word sounds like? They wrote things out, or, or you know, was there something more to the the name, the scribes? Yeah. So in that in that um, in that community, yeah, they they literally did scribe. Right. So they wrote you know, so they wrote out the copies of the scriptures. Yeah. Not only that, they um, they wrote out uh, the interpretations of it. Oh, okay. So the right. Mishnah and the Talmud and all that kind of stuff. Yep. They. They're the ones that said, "Oh, this is what it means." Okay, this, this, this is what it's trying to say. Yeah, so that, that yeah. so they would have had a very good understanding of of the scriptures because that that was their job was to uh, to sit down, work it out, and write it out. That's right. That's right. And and he goes for it. the question he asked Jesus. It's not a small question. It's a massive question. Yeah. You know, he's basically in 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 a, in a way he's saying to him, "If you could sum up all the Torah." How would you sum it up? Mm. And the Torah is the first five books of, of the Bible, as we know it, that was written by Moses. If you can sum it all up, what does it say? So that's that's why he's saying, what's the first and most important commandment? He's asking Jesus, sum it up for us. Mm. And Jesus responds in the way they understand it. <laughs> and he goes straight to the Shema. The Shema means to hear. That's why I titled this one, Hero Israel. The Shema means to hear, but not not just listening with your ears. The Shema, which was which was um, which was something they said every faithful Jew would say it in the morning and in the evening, and you find it in Deuteronomy six uh, verses. Uh, well, you can go for one to six, but he quotes it and he says the most important is, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, mm. and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength." So he answers that question, and he gets it 100% because the other guy's like, yeah, that's exactly what we do. The Shema is the most important. Mm. But then Jesus adds another one. He adds, adds a bonus. And uh, we'll get into that in our next, uh, our next section. Awesome. <clears throat> well, just a reminder, we do have a book offer coming up, and uh, I haven't given you the number of our program today. We have a text a mobile number that you can text us in. This is our Tassie Encounters number at 0488-880-891. And uh, we do encourage you to text us in with your questions and feedback. That's 0488-880-891. As we go to this break, I'm going to ask you a question to have a think about, and hopefully you can text us in. What's your favorite phrase that you live by and love to share with family and friends. So mm. have a listen to that. What's your favorite phrase that you live by and love to share with family and friends? And we will come back after this break and we'll continue our discussion. But right now, this is I Wanna Love You by Vocal Union. I wanna love you regardless of anyone else does. I wanna serve you even if I'm all alone. Though 
to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we are speaking with David Leo on this topic of Hear O Israel, that's what he's titled it. David, why have you mm. called this Hear O Israel? Is it because of that little phrase in the text that we read? That's right, yeah, because of the Shema and I still believe it appears, it, it's, it's still 
matters to us today. It still has its effect on us today that we should respond to God. When we love God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, with all our strength, we don't just hear it, we act on it. Mm. So how how Jesus responds to this scribe is a response that all of us, just like the scribe was listening to the conversation, we're listening into this conversation and saying, oh, how does that... How does that apply to me in my life? Well, it has everything to do with us, you know, and how we, how we respond and how Jesus responds to the scribe. And so, so, and so this phrase that uh, <clears throat> the the uh, Hebrews, the Jews would have learnt and said so often, um, mm-hmm. I guess that's why you've asked this question, what's your favourite f- phrase that you live by and love to share with your family and friends? Because right. I guess, you know, the, the, the Hebrews, the Jews had this phrase, um, so, yeah, just remind our listeners to text us in. What's your favourite phrase that you live by and love to share with your family and friends? Text us your answer on 0488 880891. So, yeah, let's, mm. let's, uh, let's keep delving into this, David. So, yeah, speaking of phrases, Jesus responds correctly. And the scribe would have been impressed. He would have thought, yeah, wow, Jesus is he's saying the, the most important phrase that we live by you know the, the in, in Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 and 5 it says exactly what he just said and so and then, and then Jesus throws in a bonus <laughs> he it's like it's like what he did in the when he dealt with uh you know when the Sanhedrin said you know should we pay taxes you know is that something we got to do and then Jesus says give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar but then he adds a bonus give to God what belongs to God <laughs> they, never, they never wanted to deal with that so they, they didn't deal with it and Jesus does the same thing here he says love the Lord your God with all your um, with all your heart with all your mind and all your strength and then he says something that's in Leviticus 19 verse 18 love your neighbor as you love thyself mm. and he was like oh I didn't even ask for a second one I was just asking for one mm. right <laughs> But Jesus is giving you. He, he gives you uh, more than you ask for. <laughs> you give you more than you ask for. You take it, take it an extra mile. What's interesting? There's this uh, rabbi, and, and I, I read a little bit about him while I was at um, while I was studying at uh, the Avondale University. Um, a, a rabbi named Halal, and he he summarized when he was asked to summarize the Torah. He said, he said the golden rule in in a more of a negative sense. He said, what you would not want done to you. Do Don't not do. do to your neighbor. Yeah, that is the entire Torah. Everything else is interpretation. A <laughs> hundred years after a Jesus, somebody summed, summed up the Torah and said, "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." Mm. And then a couple of uh, centuries after Jesus, uh, about two, another hundred years after that, somebody else said uh, another rabbi. He said, "In all your ways, acknowledge God, and He will make your path straight." Which comes from Proverbs three verse six. Yep. All right. And then, uh, and then another one. This is gonna, this one is the one that fascinates me. This is around two sixty. A rabbi named Simlai. He said, "The righteous shall live by faith." From Habakkuk two verse four sums up the Torah. Mm. The righteous shall live by faith. I thought, wow. It's, but um, all, all these rabbis, they had all these different ways of, you know, um, of summarizing the Torah. Yeah. And Jesus' summary is love God. And love others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, does, does that sound familiar to you at all? It does. It does. And uh, <laughs> it um, reminds me of the uh, the Ten Commandments as well, where uh, 
Exactly. I believe the uh, the first four commandments are really about, or you know, this this uh, love God with all your heart is really those first four commandments, and then the 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 next six are you know to do with how we treat each other, um, how we live with our neighbours. Yeah, that's right. So you got to you got to smack bang. So the way that Jesus um, summarizes the the Torah is to remember the Ten Commandments. Mm. You know, and, and the scribe would have clicked onto this. Went, oh, wow! You know, and, and he was he was. But and, and you're right. The first four: do not make any idols for yourself. Do not create any idols. Um, do not use God's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy because God created the heavens and earth in six days and rested on the Sabbath. So that's the first four. And the other six, you know, do not uh, kill, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not bear false witness, uh, honor thy father and mother. I've got that one. And um, all, the, all these are, um, and do not covet. Did I say that one? But uh, the, the last six is everything to do with others. And Jesus is making an argument here. And, uh, and it's for us to understand as well. And the scribe understood it because when you look at the conversation with the scribe, the scribe understands that loving God is more than just sacrifices and offerings. And when you read into the text, you can see that the scribe is quite excited that Jesus understands this as well. Yeah, so so there was something that he really got, you know, like he'd, he'd internalized this and I guess he was asking Jesus uh, what his opinion was and when Jesus came back with the answer that really uh, sat, yeah. sat well with him uh, he got excited yeah I think that's that's natural isn't it when we when we have a discussion and we've we've uh, learned something and discovered something and we have a discussion with somebody else and they see eye to eye it is quite exciting isn't it it sure is mm. and and you know like so it, it kind of it kind of made his assumptions that this guy um, knows more than what we think he knows, mm. and that confirmed it for him. He does know a lot, you know. Like he he understands that it's more than just sacrifice and offering to the temple. It's God wanting a relationship uh, with us, and us having a relationship with Him. That mm. that that's that's the underlying issue here with um with worship, you know, and and understanding who God is and understanding the Torah. And uh, like you said, it is exciting. When I first realized, you know, I, I, you know, when, when you come to an understanding, you're thinking that, um, that God is there, <clears throat> when you think that God is there watching for you to trip up so he can punish you. When you have, a, when you have an understanding of God like that, and so you're just constantly, man, how do I avoid getting punished? Man, that's, that's a, that's a hard life to live. Yeah. You know, not, not, when you look, when you look, not yeah, a very, it's, it's, not a very positive life. Not at all. You know, when you look at the Ten Commandments, you go, "Oh, if I, if I, if I don't obey this, then you know, I've got an angry God against me," and you have that perception, right? And then you come to this understanding, you realize when you look to Jesus and the cross, and you look at the life that He lived, and, and you look at this that the whole the whole thing that He was trying to teach us to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, and all our strength, and to love others as as ourselves. When you realize that that's the that that comes from a place of uh, I'm I'm a God that realizes that you can't do right without me, mm. and so I'm coming. I I want you to do right because I love you. You know, I want you to do right by others, and the only way you can do right by others is to love me first. Mm. You know, that, that's a that's a huge concept that Jesus is teaching to us that to understand what love really is, we must love God first. We must worship him and, and, and follow these commandments. And, uh, you know, when he says, when he gives us a Shema and says, hear, hear, O children, hear, hear what I'm trying to say. And we respond by being obedient towards it. 
we will be led to an understanding that we've never understood before. And, and our whole concept of uh, a tyrannical God and our whole concept of what we've conditioned ourselves to understand, it, it goes by the by when you realize, whoa, when I, every time I do what God asked me to do, or when God asked me to walk this way, and we look at the, the Ten Commandments, just a simplified version of how we can understand. In fact, I'll, I'll go a little bit further. Do you know what the first commandment was to humanity, Jason? And it wasn't Ten Commandments. It was just one, one commandment. Um, was it? It wasn't to do with the tree, was it? Yeah, in the, the right, right on. That was the only thing that God asked mm. from Adam and Eve. You know, and I still remember our. A, a, a woman asked my wife. I wasn't there at this conversation. My wife was a um, a newly baptized Seventh Day Adventist, and she just started getting into studying the Bible and and this uh, this newfound relationship she had, she had with Jesus. And, and a, and a, a non Christian woman or unbeliever asked her, "You know, if God really was love, He wouldn't have put that tree in the garden." And my wife was taken back. She was like, "Man, I don't know what to say to that." You know? Mm. Well, and, yeah, in- interesting question. It is a good question. But here's, here's, here's the next thing. Can love be love if there's no choice involved? Mm. I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't think so, because love has to come out of a, a, free, has to be a, a free will. Yep. That's right. It has to come from free will. And mm. I, that's, I want to go there next, because what, what I want to put out here is when God gives us his commandments, when he answered the scribe, he's telling us that love cannot be love without us choosing, choosing to love him. Or love others, mm. and just just like you said, Jason. So, I look forward to getting into that conversation. Remember our uh, listener question: What's your favourite phrase that you live by and love to share with your family and friends? We'd love to hear from you on zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. If you've got something to share, we'd love to hear from you. Um, now we're going to go to this song. Every every one of the songs I've chosen today has love in the title, uh, David. So I guess that's because we are on the topic of love. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me, and both uh, love for God and love for our neighbours. So uh, let's uh, listen to this song. This is um, Hilary Scott and the Scott family, and it's called Love Remains. Takes a bride 
I don't know Baby what I do On this earth Without you We all live And we all die program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tessie Encounters on Faith FM. We're back with you with David Leo this morning. And we've been uh, asking our listeners, that's you, uh, what's your favourite phrase that you live by and love to share with family and friends? David, do you have a phrase that you use a lot? Yeah, I've been uh, told that there's one that I've been using a lot lately in uh, recent times, and it's there's um, no way uh, to have uncomfortable. Uh, there's no comfortable way of having uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, yes, yeah. so true. Yeah, so true. And sometimes <clears throat> we have to uh, face those difficult conversations. So <laughs> yeah, we, we've just got to we've just got to do it outside the comfort zone. That's right. Um, yeah, what about you, Jason? Yeah, look, there was one that uh, I guess was uh, taught to me as I was growing up, and that is. Uh, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing properly. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, uh, that's something agreed. that uh, has always stuck in my mind. And uh, we've had a, a listener text in, uh, Margie. Thanks for texting in. She says she always likes to say God bless and finish her texts with God bless. Well, that's, uh-huh. a, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, she yeah, likes good, blessing. Yeah. Blessing the people before yeah, signing off. Yeah, thank, oh, thanks, Maggie. Maggie. Yeah, yeah, and God bless you too. <laughs> yes, God bless you and uh, all of our listeners. Uh, so, David, uh, where are we going? I'm trying to think as to what, where we finished off in our last uh, discussion. Well, we're talking about love, you know, love is a choice. You know, um, that's right. Describe, describe it. Um, was so excited that Jesus answered correctly and knew that that uh, it was that the. Loving God is more than just sacrifices and offerings at the temple. That there's actually a underlying issue here, which is God wanting initiating a relationship with with us. You know, and the Bible says that in uh, in First John, the text not coming on the top uh, to me uh, specifically. First, first John chapter four, is it? I think you're right. Yes, hmm. it says um, uh, we love God because He first loved us. Yeah. So our, our only response, you know, our, our ability to love God is because we realize that God loved us first. And so this scribe gets really excited that um, that Jesus has the right answer. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, even to the point he says, um, <laughs> he says, yes, you are right, teacher. You know, as if he's saying, you're correct. You got the, you, you passed my test. <laughs> and Jesus responds back and says, 
uh, it's bigger than just getting the text right. He says, you're not far from the kingdom of God. And so he takes back the dominant role of this conversation and says... It, it's interesting, isn't it? Because at that point, when the scribe said, well, yes, you've got it right, it's like the scribe uh, sort of was above Jesus in that that's context. Right. Yeah. yeah, because he's the one that... He's the expert in the mm, law. Yes. And so he, you know, so he pulls out and says, yeah, you're right. You know, well done. Well mm, done. Yeah. Well done, student. Yeah. You've, got the, you've got the right. And, and then Jesus responds back and says, hey, listen, this is more than just getting the exam right. Mm. This is about eternal life. Mm. Yeah, the, we're, we're talking about when we're talking about love relationships. We're talking about spending time in eternity, returning to the the Eden, you know, where the where the tree was. That's what we're talking about here. So, so when he said you are not far from the kingdom of God, what what was he really saying there? Because because it 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 says uh, he, he's not saying hey you've made it. He's not saying you're going to be there. He's saying you're not far from the kingdom of God. Does, does it? Is he saying you're on the right track, or? <laughs> yeah, he's saying, you know, you're studying scripture, and you know, you're you're finding all these great gems, but the motive should be, what about your relationship with God? Mm. You know, it could be me like a pastor. You know, like when I'm when I'm preparing talks and I'm preparing for Bible studies and whatnot. <clears throat> yeah, preparing for the radio station. Right, I could find all these awesome gems. It's like. The discovery is exciting. Mm. When you connect some dots, you're like, "Wow, this is amazing!" You know, and I, I really get a, I get a buzz when you know I, I try and share fresh bread, things that I find that is new, and I try and share immediately because I want people to f- experience that excitement that I've got. That wow, I know this about God. But if if I'm doing it for the sake of just finding gems, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> I just do it for the sake of it's just oh, a, it's because- just an intellectual exercise. That's right, you know, mm. and, and it, you know, it just, it's just a, me putting together fancy words and fancy sentences and making people go, wow, that's, that's amazing. Mm. And it's not doing anything to make anybody say, you know, I want to know Jesus for myself. I want to get to know Jesus personally and, and realize that there's a Jesus that loves me with all his heart, with all his mind, with all his soul and all his strength. If that's not happening because it's not happening in my own life, then what am I doing it for? You know, like, am I, am I really doing it because, I'm responding. It's a love relationship to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so he puts that same challenge to the scribe. You're doing such a good job. Well done. You know, you're sharing the scriptures. You understand it. You, you understand that there's, uh, it's more than just, uh, sacrifices and offerings, that there is a love relationship that needs to be there. But what about you? Are, are you having that love relationship? You've mm. discovered it, but have you acted on it? Have you shema? You know, have you, Listened and responded to it, mm. you know, and that's <clears throat> and that's why people. That's that's why the next verse says that nobody dared ask him any questions because mm. he's you know he's he's dealing with real life. <laughs> he's not dealing with the. Let's see who's smarter than who who knows the Bible better than the, the other person. He's not he's not about that. Mm. He's about do you choose me as your loving Lord and Savior? That's that's what it comes down to. And it's, um, yeah, David, yeah, sorry, in the background, I looked up those uh, verses in in First John four, and I was just wondering if uh, if we should read them again because I, I think it's so relevant and connected to this passage as well. Please uh, go ahead. It's First yeah. John four eight. To, well, it's really nine and ten, but I'll read from eight. It says, "Anyone who does not love God does not know God, because God is love." 
In this the love of God was made manifest among you, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. And, uh, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Oh, that's, no. that's the key thing. That's verse 11. I think I misquoted the, the verse numbers there, but, yeah, verse 11. Yeah, it, and it's so important, you know, um, it's so important to, to, to understand this, because uh, we're, we're talking about uh, free cho- freedom of choice, uh, to love one another, to love others, how do we understand that without loving God? And I, I take it, you know, when you take it on to, to two extremes, if you if you love God and you don't love others, <laughs> that doesn't even compute, does it, Jason? Mm. You know, you've got this whole dedication to God that if, you know, let's, let's just imagine somebody praying and praying to God and telling God how marvelous he is. And his uh, son comes to him and says, oh, Dad, we haven't eaten for two days. We're really hungry. Go away. I'm praying to God. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. But then on the flip side, <clears throat> on the flip side, if we only have this love, and I'm going to use, and and, and and I'm not disrespecting, and I don't disagree with any of this, but let's just say that we had this hum- humanitarian love, you know, that we just focus on loving humans but we don't and love cut God. God out. Yeah. Yeah, and we could see that t- today. I think that's easy to picture. Yeah. You know, we, we try to love God without God's. Uh, we try to love others and take God out of the picture. Mm. That's impossible. Mm. And, I, and I and I say that I say that in this regard. If someone's going, no, it's not. You know, I don't I don't really know God and I, I don't um, love God, but I love my children, love my husband and my wife and whatever. But uh, I'm going to put to you that that love that you have to your family and your friends, to that humanitarian love that you have, that's actually a love that God's put inside each and every one of us. Mm. That comes from God, right? But trying to take him out of the picture, we come up with our own laws and our own rules, and it becomes disastrous. You know, it's, uh, and it's only it's only that we went to the freedom of choice. You know, we went to the freedom of choice that so we can understand what love really is, and when we understand what Jesus did to to lay down his life for us, as we can read that in First John as well. Um, just I, and, I found a couple of yep. other verses in that same chapter, nineteen to twenty-one, is I think even better than the other verses I read. It says, "We love because uh, he, first he first loved, loved us. us." If anyone says, "I love God and hates his brother," he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has sent cannot love God whom he has not seen. And, well, how true is that? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And this commandment we have from him: whoever loves God must also love his brother. So yeah, mm. so, such mm. uh, such relevant verses. Uh, David, yeah. um, I, I'm sure you've got more to say, but we need to go to a break. Um, and before we do, I want to give away the uh, title and the information about our free book offer today. It's uh, The book is called Choose You This Day, Why It Matters What You Believe About Creation. And this is by Leonard Brand and Richard Davidson. And mm-hmm. uh, the credibility of the creator and the creation story in Genesis are becoming increasingly important issues in the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Even Christians are beginning to question the biblical account. Science is an important human endeavor, but 
we can trust it only as it accords with the Bible, which is our standard for evaluating origins, evil, and our great God. This mm. choice could not be more important. It will prepare us for Earth's final events when Jesus will return to rescue repentant sinners from this evil-ridden planet. That's our book offer for today. Choose you this day why it matters what you believe about creation. We're going to give mm. you the code right after the break. And uh, after the break, I might even ask David why he chose that book as well uh, to do with today's topic. But uh, this is Savannah Ellis with Love You Never Let Me Go.
listening to Tazzy Encounters, and this uh, that song was very energetic, wasn't it, David? Uh, yeah. You were mentioning that um, that had a bit of banjo in it, and you're, you're, you're interested <laughs> to learn the banjo one day. I'd love, to, I'd love to learn the banjo. I said I'm going to do it this year, but that was back in April. I haven't done a thing about you it. You haven't got long left. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Now, uh, I promised before the break we'd give you the code to today's book offer. This is the free book offer, Choose You This Day, Why It Matters What You Believe About Creation. And the code for that book is LOGOS12. <coughs> That's the number 12 and the word LOGOS, LOGOS, and the number 12, no spaces. Text that into 488 880891. So Logos 12 0488880891. Why did you choose that book today, David? What What's the connection with our topic here? Yeah, good question. Um, I think a while ago I, I told a story about there, there's this um, urban urban uh, legend about uh, a battleship that's on a um, training uh, a training. Uh, program and it uh, sees this blip on the screen. You know the communicator that f- f- tells the captain says, "Hey, there's a blip on the screen." And the captain tells him, "You know, he tell that person that uh, they're going to have to change their course twenty degrees because we're on a collision course." Mm. And there's a back and forth. The person, the other person on the other end says, "Oh, you know, I, I can't do that. Um, you're going to have to change yours twenty degrees." And the captain's getting get furious. He says, "No, you change yours. We're, we're a battleship. You know, I'm, I'm captain so and so of the so and so ship." Man responds, <clears throat> "Yeah, I'm. I'm not a. I'm, I'm just just a just a normal seaman, <laughs> you know. And um, I'm telling you, you're going to have to change your course. And it gets to you know, gets to a, a climax where the, the the captain says, well, if you don't, if you don't move, we're going to have to destroy you.' And um, <clears throat> the man responds and says, "Well, I can't do that. I'm a I'm a lighthouse. Yeah, <laughs> I you know? remember that one. Yeah, yeah. and so." This this story, I love the story because it really puts puts in perspective um, that com- the Ten Commandments really put in place who we are and who God is. God is immovable. You know, he can't he can't he's not the one that changes course. We're the one that changes course. Yeah. And the commandments, you know, we we talked about the commandments. What Jesus is doing is he's summing up the commandments that we can find in Exodus. And in the commandments, there's a commandment about the Sabbath day, and on that, on that, uh, in that particular commandment in Exodus, it says, "Remember the Sabbath day, because in six days I created the heavens and earth, and on the seventh day I, rest, I rested." And it's read again. It's actually read a second time in Deuteronomy, and it says, "Observe the Sabbath day, because I'm the one that freed you from Egypt." And so these two, these two places where we find the, the commandments, which is Exodus 20, verse 8 to 11, and the other one's Deuteronomy, 12, uh, Deuteronomy 5, verse 12 to 15. And you find there that the, the reason for the Sabbath is for us to remember who our creator is and who frees us from slavery. Yeah. You know, so free, the, the freedom to choose Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is to help us remember who we are. You know, so when we're telling ourselves, oh, you know, we can, we'd love on our own conditions. No, we don't. That love comes from our creator. The Bible says in him we live and move and have our being and in him all things consist. You know, so, and, and so we have this, uh, we have this God that is constantly involved in our lives and we won't know who we are and how to love our, our wives, our children, our, um, our family unit, you know, the family unit is meant to be a demonstration of God's love to the whole world. Mm. You know, if, if anybody, if anybody asks the question, what does love look like? They should find it 
in these families that know who God is and understand God's love and submit to God's love that have said, you know what, I'm changing my course 20 degrees because I know that God is, God is it, God is love. Right, that's that's the definition of love, and I want to act. I want to act and live in that particular way. So our relationships, you know, I hate saying this. I know ever since the nineties, you know, like there's been this huge. It was like the pendulum swung, you know, between law and grace in the Christian world. It was a very grace oriented oriented thing, and relationships became a like a what's the word? Became a um like it got too much radio play, yeah. if, if you can use that. It, it but became, it still became out of balance. Yeah, it came out of balance, but mm. it, we we can't not discount that. That's what this whole Christian thing is about. It's about a relationship with God. It's understanding when we have a when we understand how to have a relationship with God, we know how to have a relationship with others. And if you you know if if, 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 if there's anything that's breaking down, it's that you know, and, and that's probably why I keep I'm saying that that uh, phrase often. There's no way to have a comfortable conversation uh, um, uh, to talk about uncomfortable things. How does it go again? There's no way to have comfortable conversations about uncomfortable things, right? That's that's probably why I'm saying it because people aren't talking it anymore because we don't have healthy relationships. <laughs> when you when you're in a healthy relationship, you can't have those uncomfortable conversations. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if my if my wife is um if <clears throat> my wife sees that I'm not doing something right, she can pull me up on it because she knows that I know that she loves me and cares for me. And so I can take that easily, right? So the reason why I chose this book is we have to make a choice. You know, when it comes to when it comes to the commandments, when it comes to the Sabbath, God says, "Here's that tree. Here's this tree where I, all I asked from my children were, do not eat from this tree." That was just one commandment, and that's the, that's that's the that was the only thing I was asked of, and that kept the relationship tight and things that make relationships really healthy now is when we choose to love when we have that freedom to make those decisions you know um when you're i've uh, never heard of it or experienced it myself but when you're forced to love that's not love yeah that's that's something else and so you know when, when it comes to jesus jesus says hey listen you can see what i've um, what i've come to do i've come to uh restore this relationship that's been lost and now the ball's in your court. What will you do? You know, what will you do about it? Will you hear and respond? Will you come to me and say, Yes, I acknowledge that the love that I have for others, my my spouse, my children, for my friends, I acknowledge that that love comes from you. You're taking a huge step. That's a massive time, massive place to go. And so, you know, um, the phrase that we learn from Jesus to love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your mind and all your strength and to love others as yourself, love your neighbor as yourself, that is truly words to live by. They are. And, mm. uh, you know, Jesus sums it all up in those two two very important uh, sayings, I guess. Mm. Mm. Um, we had another person text in, Stephen. Uh, he said uh, one of the things that he, uh, one of the phrases that he has uh, used is treat others the way you want to be treated, and uh, I think that ah, was, similar uh, to yeah, nice one, one of similar the ones to that you mentioned earlier, yeah, yeah. Good on so Steve, thanks, thank, for that. thanks, Stephen, and uh, thanks others. Now, uh, for those texting in with the code, I've just realised we had a, uh, a a problem with that. If you can just retext in Logos twelve, 
um, to 0488 880 you'll get the correct message back I think you will have got a message back to say that uh, you were getting a different book so I have fixed that now and uh, if you can please retext in Logos 12 we'll get you the correct book which is Choose You This Day Why It Matters what you believe and uh next week david you've got uh what for us what's the title so next week is the encounter that jesus um the disciples have with jesus they have a serious discussion because they ask a serious question how do we know when the time of the end is so it's called signs of the times and we're looking at mark 13 okay and tomorrow with gary webster he'll be joining tabitha tomorrow and his topic is the assassination of god to hell and back Thank you for joining us today. We hope you can join us tomorrow. This is Love One Another by Carly Fletcher. Have a good day. Everyone will know that you believe